Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I said one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay. Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on Super Talk TV at Seaspire TV. But if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it's October the 10th, 2022. Well, Last weekend uh, was a lot of fun, I might add, with a lot of work, but a lot of fun. On the three farms that, that I lease up in the Mississippi Delta, we uh, we planted food plots. And best way to describe what we experienced besides you know getting the job done was dust. <laughs> a lot of dry conditions in the Mississippi Delta, really across the state of Mississippi. So it was incredibly dusty, and uh, but we had a good time. We uh, we did sort of traditional planting. We had already cut up the soil at two of the farms. We had to wait for the farmers to get done on the third farm. Um, our farmer Travis Dunn, uh, who we lease land from, is a really good friend. He hunts with us and he comes down and fishes with me down here in coastal Mississippi. But just a terrific, ter- terrific friendship. He got a, a no-till drill, so we, on um, one of the farms districts, exclusively did the no-till drill. Uh, my other friend, uh, Lance Reynolds, has a, a tiller on the back of his tractor, and we used it to sort of break up, in some cases, uh, cotton stalks that were left over. And that, that tiller was incredible, just beautiful. What it did to the soil and what it did to get rid of the cotton stalks was awesome. And uh, then we came in behind it with a no-till drill, um, and on that particular farm, we haven't we haven't fertilized yet because we literally have to put the fertilizer on top of the ground, and uh, we're waiting uh, to see sort of what the rain situation is going to do. On the other two farms, we were able to you know turn the soil and hopefully protect to some extent the fertilizer. You can't leave fertilizer in the open in this heat when the sun for too long it starts to lose its its punch. So uh, I bet on the rain. I had to bet on the rain because when you got your friends up there helping you, we we don't pay people to to do our food plots for us. Um, we got to we got to do it while the while we can do it. And most people who are listening to this show know that you it just uh, you rally the troops, you get it done, and then and then you pray for rain. You pray for rain, and that's kind of what we're doing for sure. Hey, let me bring my friend, uh, the producer for Super Talk Outdoors, into the conversation. Cal Curley. We don't talk to him enough. He's just been and terrific support for this show. Uh, Kyle, how you doing, my friend? Well, it is uh, Monday after uh, game day, so a little struggling. <laughs> Kyle does the 
does the the uh, uh, music in the Superdome in New Orleans for New Orleans Saints games, and for people who are Saints fans who watch this show or listen to this show, uh, you know the Saints had an incredible game yesterday. They won the game. They they had a couple of turnovers and some tough uh, tough uh, injuries and maybe a few penalties they shouldn't have had, but they they persevered and won that game. And I always say when they win the game, it's because Kyle played amazing music. If they lose the game, it has nothing to do with Kyle. It has everything to do with a bad game plan. So you you did well yesterday, didn't you, my friend? I, apparently I, I did, yeah. We uh, still gave up a few more points than I think we were comfortable with, but uh, in the end, the result was it was a W. It was a W. Fun game. Taysom Hill had what is called... Uh, a game of the ages. He had an incredible game, and he'll be in a highlight reel for a long time to come. That was fun to watch, wasn't it? It was, and to tell you how kind of locked in I was in my particular job, I did not find out or realize until this morning that he had four touchdowns. And that's something. Well, that means you were you yeah. were in the zone, Kyle. You were in the zone. Taysom had three <laughs> running touchdowns and a passing touchdown. I I know the passing touchdown, but I would I forgot that he was uh, responsible for three rushing touchdowns. Hey, a couple other things. One is uh, cruising the coast was on uh, the coast this past week. It ended on Sunday yesterday. As we were headed back home from the Mississippi Delta, lots and lots and lots of uh, classic cars were headed north. The, the, in fact, the traffic was quite inc- remarkable going north. Uh, but I, what I said on the show, my Coast View show, is that it was a world-class event in a world-class location with world-class weather. But the weather was incredible. And here's the thing. A lot of people who enjoy the outdoors also have classic cars, and they were down here as well. But it was, a, it was an incredible week, wasn't it? It really was. I don't think you could ask for better weather for an event such as that. I think the high maybe topped out at 84 the whole week, and that was towards the end of the week because I believe there was a small cool front that pushed through in the in the first part of the week, or it might have reversed. Yeah. So temperatures in the morning, upper 50s, low 60s, maybe some mid 60s here and there, and then the 80s. Upper 70s, low 80s for the week. I mean, you really can't beat that for driving up and down Highway 90 along the beach in a classic car or even sitting at a restaurant that's along beachside to watch it. It just can't beat it. Yeah, what a great, what a great event. Hey, you heard me mention that my my experience in the Delta, we got a lot of work done, a lot of work done. It's incredible how much work we got done in three days. But dusty conditions, man, you you do weather on the air. When are you going to get us some, some rain, my friend? Uh, looking like maybe Wednesday, Wednesday <laughs> yeah. possibly Thursday. But, I've you know, I've seen it. I've seen it time and time again in the past month and a half where you would check weather on Monday and it would say, a good chance of rain coming in Wednesday or Thursday, and then you check it Monday afternoon or Tuesday morning, and that chance is gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, hey, that's, it was as high as, you know, over 60% now. Like, at least in the Delta, it's like 15%. I think Sunday's back up to like near 60%. So we just need some rain. We Get us some rain. Do a rain dance for us, buddy. There's, you know, Saturday we drove up to uh, Pearl River County to uh, PRC, and played baseball at the dub and there were some ponds that i have never seen that low before driving up highway 53 i mean really super the dock that they had 
I'm used to seeing water right below it, maybe a foot below the dock. You yeah. see a bit of four and five, six foot posts. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, well, speaking of water, let's, let's thank you, my friend. Thank you for joining me, and thanks for what you do to support this show. Let's shift gears now, move over to my friend Houston Havens, who's the waterfowl program coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And first, we'll just say good morning or good afternoon. How you doing, Houston? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. It's good to see you. Heard what Kyle and I were talking about, and my experience in the Delta was nothing but dust again we got a lot done but man you know Kyle pointed out in his drive over to Pearl River uh, County the number of ponds that he saw that had very little if no water in them that's that's what I experienced in the Delta this weekend we've got a hundred acre pro, uh, Cypress Lake at the main farm and it's virtually dry over at the farm in Chula there's a little bit of water in some of some of the areas there but the, the duck holes are all dry super bone dry um, and the same thing is true for the farms we have up in Minner City. But that's a, that's a story across the state of Mississippi, isn't it, Houston? It is. You know, uh, you know, depending on the activity that you're trying to get accomplished or, or looking forward to it, um, you know, this can be a, an advan- advantageous time. You know, people that are still have a lot of cotton to pick in the fields, you know, they're still wanting it to hold out and be dry for a little while. Maybe the people like yourself that have deer uh, food plots planted are waiting to, you know, get a little bit of rain, but not a, not a huge drain you know to, to really pack that ground in or anything but just enough to get things going and then uh, of course as a, a waterfowl biologist and waterfowl hunter looking for quite a bit of water between now and, and late November to, to come down the pipe so we can uh, have some good wetland habitat. Well, my, my friend Travis Dunn, who uh, is, a, is the farmer we work so closely with and we lease a bunch of land from him, uh, he and his partner Andy have some land up in um, up in Lambert, and uh, he was telling me over the weekend that the, he was actually able to get out and do some uh, some blind work that that he needed to get done. And they they actually took a grinder down in the duck hole and was able to you know, clear out some brush and stuff. So you know, actually, you know, the dry as long as we get some rain, the dry conditions this time of year really do facilitate you know prepping and you know getting some doing some some you know wet wetland habitat enhancement and whatever. Uh, so that when the rain comes, it's a, it's a better scenario. You see, you hear people doing that all over the state, don't don't you? That's exactly right. We we work with a lot of private landowners, and we always tell them, you know, take advantage of you know what Mother Nature gives you, even though you know it may not be what you're wanting right now. It may be an opportunity to get into some of those areas that you haven't been able to get into in a long time and, you know, do some, some brush removal, uh, some woody vegetation control uh, with something mechanical like a mulcher or something like that. Uh, can You know, it can pay dividends down the road. It will definitely pay dividends down the road. Hey, we're going to visit with Houston Havens when we come back from break. He's the waterfowl coordinator, program coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, what is he here going on across the state? What's going on in public lands uh, as it relates to waterfowl hunting? They've done some great job. They've done a great job on public land the last few years. I would bet that this year is going to be no exception. And high demand is, is the way I would describe some of the public land waterfowl hunting that is going on in this state. So anyway, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. We'll see you after this.
I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Every day, I see people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org, helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Ace Bolt and Screw is proud to announce the grand opening of their third Central Mississippi location at 599 Highway 49 South in Richland. Three times the convenience, three times the selection, and three times the service. Visit Ace Bolt and Screw on Julianne Street just off Gallatin and Jackson, right on I-55 at the Gluckstead exit, and now Highway 49 South in Richland. They have millions of fasteners, a massive selection of tools for pros, and more. Now three locations strong. Mississippi family-owned and operated for over 50 years. Don't just get a job, get a career with great salary and benefits. The Mississippi Department of Corrections has just increased your salary by 10%. If you qualify, you can be a corporal, sergeant, captain, or major with base salaries ranging from over $36,000 to over $47,000. Add to that retirement medical benefit packages up to $17,000 more, all with paid-on-the-job training not far from where you live. Visit MDOCMS.gov to apply today. That's MDOC.MS.gov. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. Uh, love coming here every single Monday to celebrate the world class outdoors of this amazing state, the capital of the outdoors in America. This is that's what Mississippi is, the capital of outdoors in America. And I tell you every single Monday why we can legitimately make that claim. And 
certainly one of the reasons that we can make that claim is that uh, we have some great duck hunting throughout throughout the state. Certainly, it's ebbed and flowed over the years. But the reality is, when you prepare well and you got water, and uh, you know the the winter coordinates with you the way it needs to, you can have some good duck hunting in Mississippi. Mississippi Delta is terrific, but it's not the only place in Mississippi where there's great waterfowl hunting. We've got uh, Houston Havens with us. He's the waterfowl program coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And uh, hey, before we get back on subject, Houston, I had the opportunity this past Wednesday to join some friends uh, in, a, in a skeet shoot uh, over in, or a clay shoot over in at Providence Hill. And uh, they've got a terrific uh, setup there. My friend Ben Thompson and I tagged along with the group. And in the group were, uh, let's see, Chris uh, Gurris was in the group, uh, Alex Littlejohn from the Nature Conservancy, who, by the way, just got a great appointment, uh, you know, presidential appointment to an important group, uh, conservation group. And then uh, Will Primus was with us as well. And Will was, a, was so much fun to be with. What you see on his show uh, truth about hunting. That's what you see in person when you when you get to know him. Of course, he's joined me here on Super Talk Outdoors a couple of times. Just a great human being. But uh, but that's a great facility. Of course, the weather was great last week. week but uh, we're lucky to have a facility like that in this state, aren't we? We are. That that is a great facility. Uh, you know, we've got uh, three uh, shooting ranges uh, across the state. Uh, they're open for public use as well. And so, uh, you know, this time of year, a lot of people are getting out and making good use of those facilities. Um, I should probably be doing more of it myself, <laughs> ready for uh, a little wing shooting, so I'm not so I don't start off quite as rusty as I have in past years. But uh, yeah, just a, a great opportunity overall. Just like you said, when the weather is that that good, it's really good to get out. And so Providence Hills is is a club, so it's. Uh, I don't think it's generally open to the public. Then, of course, there are special events, which is what I went to this past Wednesday. And it's smart of you to point out that the state of Mississippi, through the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, has created some of the most incredible. Uh, if, you, I mean, if you want to, if you need to get some shooting practice in, the facilities across the state are world class. Really, I mean, that's the best way to describe it, isn't it, Houston? It is. You know, there uh, there are always people there. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, pistols or rifles or, like you said, doing the clay ranges. Um, just you know, taking that opportunity to to get some practice in before they're they're getting out in the duck blind or the dove field or what have you. Really cool. Well, like we said when we went to the break, the uh, situation across the state is it's good, actually, when you think about we're, we're, a lot of dryness and uh, a lot of dust, of course. But the the reality is it's a good time to get out and do some work and get, get your get your uh, setup ready to go. You're not having to deal with a bunch of mud. Like, as I mentioned, my friend Travis getting a, a grinder in some areas where he normally wouldn't be able to get in. He said they got close to getting stuck or maybe got stuck one time. But... You would never even be able to get a tractor into some of these areas. Now you can, and it's going to be, you know, you can open up holes and do some required maintenance, et cetera. But you guys spend a lot of time getting the public areas right, don't you? We do, and uh, just like you just mentioned, that that's what we're doing on our wildlife management areas right now. And uh, National Wildlife Refuges are, all, are also doing um, kind of 
not necessarily last minute, but getting close to the last minute uh, of management in these wetland units that are going to be flooded and providing valuable wetland habitat through the fall and winter when ducks start to arrive in Mississippi. One of the advantages of a, a relatively dry uh, fall and winter uh, that we seem to be headed into is uh, having the ability to, to put water on when we want to. Of course, it, it's going to cost more to pump water when it's really dry, but uh, typically what we see in uh, a year that's shaping up to start like this one is that public lands that have pumping capabilities will do really well even if we don't have a relatively high number of ducks to start the season. Um, it can seem like there are a lot of ducks if you're in the right spot, and uh, it's kind of what we saw last year with the, the kickoff to the season. Uh, public lands did really well because they had the majority of the flooded managed habitat that those were coming to. Unbelievable. It's uh, yeah, right when others weren't seeing ducks, you guys were seeing ducks, and you know, year after year after year, you get, you've, you've put the energy into making it happen. So as a result of that, it's, it's in high demand, isn't it? It's in very high demand. Uh, public lands, you know, if we continue like we are right now with, uh, with being relatively dry, public lands will have some really high use. Uh, there will be, there will be people that, um, that know where the water is for sure, that they're going to know where the birds are. They do their homework ahead of time and, uh, and really take advantage of public lands across the state. So talk, why don't you talk a little bit about someone's planning to do public land. Talk, talk through the process. What should they do? How do they plan for it? How do they, how do they be sure that they can, they can uh, you know, get in and, and actually enjoy the hunt? Yeah, so our wildlife management areas um, offer a variety of hunting opportunities, of types of hunting opportunities uh, for waterfowl hunting. Uh, right now, our, our WMAs that have draw hunts have applications open and that's going to go through October 15th. So there's still time to go online at mdwfp.com and look for those draw hunt applications. Basically, what this allows hunters to do is to pick which areas that they want to, to apply for. They can actually pick which dates they want to apply for. So if they know they have something going on, they don't have to prioritize every day that the area is open. And um, after October 15th, we'll close down applications. Draw winners will be notified within a couple of weeks after that uh, if they were selected to hunt uh, on, on an area uh, for a particular date and hunt unit. And so a lot of people like that because it provides them a little more of a quality experience. They know where they're going to hunt and what day they're going to hunt, and they can kind of game plan around, you know, manipulate their schedule if they need to, and also go and look at that area, look at the place that they're going to be hunting later in the year and kind of get prepared for, uh, especially if they haven't been on that property before. You know, the one thing, you know, you and I, I think, maybe chatted a little bit about this when we first got together, but, you know, duck hunting can be... Um, can be incredibly safe to do, but you got to pay attention to the safety requirements. And you know, it's unfortunate though. It seems like every year or so we hear of uh, someone who wasn't adequately prepared, maybe fell in the water, maybe their boat, you know, uh, took on water. You you know, you, you forget. You know, when you're in that boat, you can think about gun safety and all that. All that's for sure. But if you uh, if you're out and you hit a stump or water's a little lower than you expected and you hit a cypress knot and suddenly you're in a, a precarious position and your, your boat starts to take on water and you don't have a good backup plan for getting out of there when you're in the cold water you cannot stay in that cold water for very long and you're in serious trouble you spend a lot of time preaching the safety requirements of duck hunting don't you 
We do. Uh, that's a reason that state wildlife agencies put such an emphasis on hunter education and hunter safety courses, just because it it really is, you know, not just something to go through the motions, uh, you know, to get a to be able to buy a hunting license. It really is important, and it's it's things that uh, you know, if you take it seriously, will will definitely benefit you and could potentially save your life if you run into a bad situation. Yeah, one one of the places we hunt, um, it's it's pretty pretty shallow there. Uh, you don't necessarily know that it's shallow there when you're on the wire because you, you can't necessarily see the bottom. But you, you're going along, it's super cold. You're making kind of a pretty decent run to where the blind is. Um, but we always say that, look, look the, the water here is about two feet deep. So if for some reason we were to go under, don't sit around and try to funnel, you know, fiddle with the boat. Just, just make your way to shore as quickly as possible you know don't don't mess around and by the way the 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 process of making your way to shore is going to heat up your body you know obviously so that you can you can get to where you need to get so get to shore and we'll worry about what we do after that but you're darn sure if you can help it you don't want to stay in the water do you no absolutely not getting getting out getting warmed up getting dry uh, you know on those really cold days hopefully we will have some cold days later on this winter time but uh that that's the priority don't try to be tough you know uh just just getting safe and uh you know you can always get back you know whether it's another day or later the same day you can always get back out there once once you take care of yourself and enjoy it later one of the one of the things that we were we were hoping for, and I'd be curious to see what you're hearing from the experts, is that we might have a bit colder than normal winter, and maybe a, a more wet winter. What, what are you hearing these days? Yeah, I was uh, I was expecting you to break out the the farmer's almanac and uh, and go through the details here. Uh, that, that's what I'm hearing as well. You know, just with uh, those type of, of long range forecasts. Um, you know, it, it really. Mississippi, the weather fronts need to come from the north because we're dealing with a, a migratory game bird when we're talking about waterfowl hunting. And so consistent and long duration cold fronts from the north are typically what we need to see to get ducks moving south. And so, um, you know, here early mid-October, it's a little bit early to be, uh, you know, making any kind of predictions or, or anything like that. But we, we certainly hope that that's going to be the case, that we can get some sustained cold fronts. But um, like Kyle said earlier, you know, we're, we're shaping up pretty good already for October. It's feeling pretty good outside. Um, the teal season was pretty good. We had some blue wing teal that were passing through. Um, right then when we expect them to with our hunting season and so um, you know indications right now are that it could be pretty good but we still got a long way to go long way to go a lot of things have to fall into place for a duck season to, to be a good duck season and they haven't necessarily been falling into place the last two or three years so we have houston havens who's the waterfowl coordinator for the department of wildlife fisheries and parks and when we come back we'll talk about you know kind of what what do we look for and what what has some of those challenges been in the years past we'll see after this From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 84. Tonight, clear skies, low around 55. Your Tuesday rolls in with sunny conditions, high near 85. Tuesday evening brings mostly clear conditions, low around 60. And for your Wednesday, a slight chance of rain. Sunny skies, high near 86. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your deer camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. 
Hi, this is Keith Halsey with Halsey Insurance. As your local independent insurance agency, we guarantee fast answers and friendly service. When you have questions, we are here with answers you can trust. Our specialty is home, auto, life, and all types of business insurance. Partnering with the top insurance carriers, let us shop your insurance and do the heavy lifting. We'll find you the best coverages with the lowest rates. Call 601-856-7707 or HalseyInsurance.com. That's H-A-W-S-E. I'm Mason Irby, your Madison County Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Madison Central Football on Super Talk Jackson. Call me, Mason Irby, at 601-616-6872 or visit edwardjones.com for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, member SIPC. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Who said food? Who said rides? Who said free parking? I say Yazoo County Fair. The most beloved tradition of Yazoo is back. The Yazoo County Fair is celebrating 94 years with a whole week of entertainment and fun. From October 14th through October 22nd, enjoy all rides for one price. Plus arts and crafts, local canning exhibits, petting zoo, and other fair favorites included in your general admission. Parking is free, so we hope to see you at Hugh McGraw Drive. Find all the details on Facebook or go to visityazoo.org. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Although the city of Jackson has reached a temporary agreement with New Orleans-based garbage company Richard's Disposal, the long-term future of trash collection in the capital city is still up in the air. John Walker, an attorney representing Richard's Disposal, said that the recent settlement was just a lull in the storm and that litigation would likely continue between the company and the city. Walker also described the ongoing feud between Jackson Mayor Shokwe Antar Lumumba and the city council as nonsense. Meanwhile, Councilman Kenneth Stokes maintains his opposition and claims that there was never a vote on the settlement between the city and Richard's Disposal. Stokes also told WLBT that he would continue to vote no on any resolution to pay Richards through claims. For a complete rundown on the ongoing Jackson Trash Saga, log on to supertalk.fm. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. 
Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors here on the Super Talk Mississippi Radio Network. I appreciate you joining us today. This is where we celebrate the incredible outdoors of the state of Mississippi. It's that time of year, you know. So it only it only makes sense that I would have someone like Houston Havens, who is the waterfowl coordinator for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, on the show today. We had uh, we had William McKinley on last week. You know, Houston, when you look at the work that the, William and his team are doing around the white-tailed deer, doing the collar work and the GPS work, and what what they're learning about deer movement and all, it's pretty incredible what they're learning, isn't it? It is. Uh, you know, we've always had really strong relationships with Mississippi State University, doing a lot of really good uh, management, applicable research, and uh, they're definitely doing a lot of good things in the deer world there for sure. Yeah, these collars, <laughs> how far these deer go. One one buck swimming the Mississippi River and going to the same 150-acres plot, you know, year after year, uh, going over 30 miles and then coming back basically the same course. It's incredible. And one one doe that went, you know, <laughs> miles and miles and miles, just incredible. Um, but we're learning, you know, as we know, that that there's a transition time we, that William talked about last week that's happening now in this, this, this part of October. And so the deer you have on camera now won't necessarily be the deer you have on camera going into uh, uh, the opening day of hunting, of uh, gun season. And it's just interesting to know that, which is another reminder, as, uh, as William uh, pointed out well, that you never know what's going to show up. You think you know, but, you know, the camera gives you one slight dimension. There's just so much more to the story. And the, the, how, how much a buck will travel, not even, not just during rut, but just in general, is, uh, is pretty incredible. And, again, so many dedicated people at the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks doing so much amazing work. It's just really cool. Um, also, one other thing that, the other thing you think about this time of year besides duck hunting and, and uh, and deer hunting is the fishing on the coast really starts to pick up this time of year. Redfish and speckled trout. I've had wonderful visits recently with uh, Sonny Schindler and others who have a great story to tell about how great the fishing has been on the coast this year. That's certainly been my experience to just some of the best trips we've had in a long time offshore because the weather's really been cooperative. Hadn't had any big tropical events this year, thank God. And uh, anyway, fishing's been really good on, on, in Mississippi. Uh, not just saltwater, but freshwater as well. Okay, so coming back to you, Houston, we mentioned that we're hoping that we have uh, 
we have a winter you know we don't just mean a winter good for you know winter for us or a wet winter for us but there has to be a sequential series of events that happen as it relates to the weather that's going to keep the ducks coming south in the mississippi flyway in a way that's beneficial to the mississippi delta and other areas of mississippi kind of talk about what those sequence of events need to be starting with canada Sure. Yeah. So uh, really, I guess to, to back all the way up, the, the first ingredient is uh, strong breeding populations, which ducks have had relatively strong breeding populations for the last several years. So we feel like we're, we're still in pretty good shape there from the surveys that are conducted in May um, across the, uh, the prairies of Canada and the northern U.S., um, and then secondly, we need uh, relatively wet weather on those breeding grounds so they can reproduce, so they can have strong wetland habitat and associated grasslands around those wetlands uh, to raise young. Because, you know, a lot of times hunters will see those breeding numbers that come out and they'll, they'll think that makes or breaks a duck season. But um, those birds have a lot of work to do after, you know, after those surveys are done. Uh, raising young and being able to to introduce uh, those birds into what we call the fall flight and so uh, not this past summer but the summer before there was a, a drought that a lot of waterfowl hunters uh, heard about on the prairies of, of Canada and the northern U.S. Conditions were uh, a little better this year in a lot of places and so we're hoping that that's going to equate to better reproduction on the breeding grounds um, and those birds will be uh, available to come south and ride those hopeful uh, cold fronts that are going to be coming from the north. Earlier you mentioned, uh, you know, talking about the deer movements and that reminded me um, kind of a, a related story in the waterfowl world. We got a band return, um, you know, so um, hunting season is open in Canadian provinces in the northern U.S. right now. Waterfowl hunters uh, are already getting after it and, and kicking off the season. We had a band return from a wood duck that was banded, I think, in 2018 here in Mississippi was harvested in southern Ontario, Canada, uh, last week. And so, you know, that that's happened a few times before, but that is a really impressive journey, you know, to think about a, a, a local wood duck here that, you know, no telling how many times since 2018 when it was banded that it made that trip, but it did find its way to Canada at least one time. Well, you know, we've talked about that before on, on uh, prior shows, and it's worthy of talking about, again, the banding program you guys have. You know, when you think of banding, you think of a greenhead. You think of a mallard, a drake mallard. You don't, you know, we when we think of migration, we don't typically think of a wood duck. People think of wood ducks as being, I've got this Cypress Lake, and you know, the resident wood ducks, or, you know, are the resident wood ducks, but but they also are migratory. So talk a little bit about what y'all are learning. That's right. Mississippi has a, a strong resident wood duck population, and many of the birds that we ban during the summertime in Mississippi will stay local, and, and some of those, a, a large portion of that uh, harvest will be. You know, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, but um, then we also do get those uh, those really long travelers. A lot of times it's going to be a juvenile male that pairs with a migratory female uh, after it's banded, and he follows her back uh, to where she was raised, and, um, you know, that, that's how we, we typically get those really long traveling wood ducks, but, um, you know, we are throughout the wintertime picking up more migratory wood ducks that are coming from northern states uh, and, and kind of increasing our population throughout the winter, just like with other more uh, common, you know, uh, dabbling duck species that are migratory that hunters think about, like you mentioned, with mallards and so on. Hey, when you guys are doing the banding, um, so talk about the process real quick and how many do you get to band? We try to band, well, we really try to band as many as we can, but we're usually shooting for around 400 
uh, wood belt in Mississippi during the summertime. Uh, that, that's kind of the, the number that we're looking to get to every year. And um, so we're we're banding birds that are uh, that are here during the summertime because we know that's our resident population that we're trying to get a marked sample on. Um, basically getting them concentrated into an area and then shooting a rocket net over them uh, to catch live birds. We go out and as quickly as we can get them out of the net, uh, age them, um, identify the sex, and put a uniquely identified aluminum leg band on each bird and release them into the wild. So it's a, it's a trophy for hunters and hunters think that that's why we do it and it is a good thing to do, but uh, we get a lot of uh, good information on what the population's doing and where these birds are going from those band returns. I had Ricky Flynn on recently, he talked about that 10 foot alligator that broke that broke the state record, just barely missing the world record. And uh, the, the history that he had with that alligator and, you know, where they tagged it and was very near uh, where they actually ultimately harvested the alligator. But I remember him, you know, being super enthusiastic about learning that that that, uh, that alligator had been had been taken so they could get, you know, get some measurements off of it and really start to understand, you know, what was what, you know, what were some of the specifics about it <clears throat> in terms of age, et cetera. But it's interesting when you mentioned about getting a tagged uh, a bag from a wood duck up in Canada. You're, you lit up for people who are not watching this on Super Talk TV or Facebook or YouTube. That's a that's really a cool moment for you guys, and, and, and from a research point of view, isn't it? Oh, it is. I, I tell people that you know every band is a story, and you know we uh, those band returns that we get back and actually see the end of the story. It's always really exciting. It it never gets old for me when we get those emails with the list of you know what what has been reported comes in. I'm always really anxious to to take a look at those and see if there's anything really interesting in there. Yeah, we had the you know we have we tag a bunch of fish here in coastal Mississippi, diff, all different kinds of species. But over the years, the Kobe or Ling or lemonfish have been one that's had a very good uh, tagging program over many many years. And uh, I caught one many years ago, um, and it was you know I was caught relatively close to where it was originally tagged. Um, but you know we've had some tagged in coastal Mississippi that have made it up to the Atlantic coast. You know, I mean, just it's just incredible what you learn about a species when there's a, a really coordinated, well coordinated tagging program where you're really keeping great records and and you have it you have it do, do have that program ongoing for year after year after year. It's incredible what you learn. So much to learn about that. So as you think about you know, this, this upcoming season, you know, you, you again you sort of talked about it to some extent as it relates to the flyway, but we've had, we just, we've had too many years uh, in a row where all those killer, you know, dimensions to a great season didn't fall into place. Um, you know, a lot of people like to say that maybe the maybe the migration has shifted a little bit more to the west or whatever. Do you still think there's some great duck hunting that could happen in Mississippi if the conditions fall into place the way they need to? Absolutely, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that Mississippi is is um, going to continue to be a strong waterfowl hunting state. Um, that's evidenced by the number of waterfowl stamps that we sell here in Mississippi. Those numbers continue to go up. Uh, in other places, the, those numbers are going down. 
And uh, the, the waterfowl numbers that we're seeing um, are, are still good. We hope that we catch some years where they're getting here earlier and staying longer. Um, you know, we typically get peak numbers of duck migration here in into Mississippi, particularly in the Mississippi Delta, early or late January. But uh, we would definitely prefer them to, to come earlier uh, during the year, you know, starting the season off around Thanksgiving and staying throughout. But, yeah. Houston, let's do this. Let's pick it up right there on the other side. We're at the end of the segment. But this is Houston Havens, the Waterfowl Program Coordinator for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And we'll finish this part of the conversation on the other side. We'll see you after this break. Window Tint Headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. How can R.J. Young help you? With digital communications, managed IT services, business process outsourcing, and office equipment and technology, R.J. Young is your source for the technology solutions that power your business. For more information and a quick demo of the modern office and how it's increasing efficiency and bottom lines of businesses across the country, visit us at themodernoffice.com. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home, but you're apprehensive because you've heard that the market has slowed? I'm Shelley Presley with Four Corner Properties of Central Mississippi, and I'm here to tell you not to worry because we are still booming. Rates are still relatively low, and our biggest hurdle is inventory, so it's still a great time to make that move. Call me today, and I will get to work for you, 601-622-0588, or at the office at 601-952-2828. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has a huge selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Calloway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery. All 20 to 50% off for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown Island. Everything for staff get things done? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything. That's why all of us at Janney King, the king of clean, are excited to team up with you. At Janney King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your places for work, education, medical attention, eateries, stadiums, and worship. 
Let our team help your team. Go to JannyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's JannyKingCleans.com. Janny King, the king of clean. Fall is here, which means school is in session, cooler weather, and football. If you are like most families, you're always on the go. Polk's has great dinner ideas for your busy family, like Polk's smoked sausages or delicious ham steaks, great for something quick and easy. Or how about Polk's Cajun or garlic and green onion smoked sausage? Add great flavor to your red beans and rice, jambalaya, gumbo, or spaghetti night. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. University of Mississippi School of Business is hosting its annual Banking and Finance Symposium on October 14th at the Oxford Convention Center. Keynote speakers are Brad Bolton, Chairman ICBA, Marty Mosby, Director of Bank Equity and Strategy, Stiefel and Caitlin Long, CEO and Founder, Custodia Bank. A Women in Banking Breakfast will be held again this year at 8 a.m. This symposium is open to all banking and finance professionals and banking students. To register, go online to the UM Alumni page or email Dr. Ken Syree for more information. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. One of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut through the walls and fall food. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. Uh, this is the place where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world class outdoors of the state of Mississippi. And I have my friend Houston Havens, who is the waterfowl program coordinator for the state of Mississippi. It's that time of year. Hey, Houston, when you go around this state and people learn who you are, I bet there's no shortage of people who want to talk to you about duck hunting. We do get a lot of questions uh, this time of year. You know, it really as soon as those uh, those draw hunt applications that we talked about get on the website, that kind of kicks off people getting uh, getting their minds uh, kind of focused around waterfowl hunting. Of course, um, a lot of people that duck hunt are also deer hunters, and so there's uh, there's some mixed um, you know interest in all that. But yeah, the phones and the email will start to heat up here pretty soon. People want to know what we're starting to see leading up to the season. They'll be asking about different wildlife management areas what the habitat is looking like and so a lot of public outreach to come here in the next couple of months okay so listen i got a question for you I, I hear people say this a lot that that pond over there has a lot of memory on it or that or that uh, that field over there has got a bunch of memory or that that cypress lake's got some memory on it meaning that that the, the there's some there's some generational connection to that pond or that lake or whatever uh is that is that pretty real and how does memory go away how does how does a lake that used to perform extraordinarily well suddenly you don't really get many ducks at it anymore will those ducks come back again what's the thoughts about that yeah, I certainly think it is a real thing. Um, you know, in the in the waterfowl world or in the wildlife world, uh, the term is phylopatry. Uh, birds, you know, going back to the same areas that they've used before. It's really strong on the breeding grounds. Uh, him will often go right back to the to the very specific area where she's had a successful nest in the past. And, um, and we think that a lot of that uh, still translates also when they're coming south to the wintering grounds. Um, a lot of times with private landowners that we work with, we'll uh, we'll 
you'll hear that scenario where, you know, this used to be a really great area and it to them it looks the same as it always used to, but it's, it's not as good anymore. Um, sometimes it can be slight changes in the habitat or water levels on that specific wetland uh, that might have, uh, you know, changed and become less desirable for waterfowl. Or a lot of times it might be something in the local landscape that they're not really seeing every day, not necessarily on their property, but, you know, ducks are traveling hundreds and thousands of miles to get here they're highly mobile and so they use a much larger area than most single properties and so they're really reading the landscape and assessing habitat in different places so we call it the habitat complex that birds are using you know they've got to have different habitat types to meet different needs depending on what the weather's doing you know if they need to really get high carbohydrates for energy when it's really cold and so it, it's a really complex uh, equation going on there and it, it's not always just this field or this duck hole you know it, it's a, a much broader landscape type effect that they're looking at and one of the things you pointed out on past shows is that you may have on that farm a perfect scenario where you're pumping water you've you've done some stuff that that, that provided food for the ducks uh, just a perfect scenario, but as you pointed out, that situation may be perfect. It may be you've done everything you needed to do to make your hunt the best it can be. But the, a confluence of other things might come into play. It's, it's one of the most significant that you pointed out is that how does that piece of property fit into the larger area? How much web, how much wetland loss and habitat loss has there been over the last 20 years relative to that place? And uh, that could cause a, a real change. And one of the things I pointed out to you, the other thing is that if the weather conditions are not what they need to be up north and the ducks aren't being pushed down because there's not enough cold weather there, one of the farms, like, for example, the Shula Farm, and uh, like the second week in February two years ago, I've never seen so many mallards on, on, the, on the water there. They just came late. So you're seeing a lot of that, aren't you, that the ducks are coming, but they're just coming late. Well, you know, uh, we do have some years certainly where that happens. Um, a, a lot of times, um, you know, in that February, early February to mid-February time frame, we see what's called, uh, what we call uh, the board pulling effect where, you know, um, farmers in particular, you know, they're, they're using that land to make a living and we certainly don't blame them for pulling that water off after duck season uh, and starting to get fields ready for the planting season in the spring. But there's a significant reduction in available wetland habitat as soon as duck season ends. Uh, we see that a lot through our, our waterfowl surveys. And so when ducks have less habitat available, they pack into and concentrate into fewer areas. And so a lot of times that uh, that duck hole that's right off the highway that, you know, hunters may not have seen a single bird in all year, you know, if it's left flooded when a lot of the other habitat has been drained down, birds are going to use what's available to them. And so uh, they'll, they'll often pack into those areas. It's always interesting to spend time with you, uh, Houston Havens, the waterfowl coordinator for the state of Mississippi. It's been it's always fun to, to spend time with you guys. I mean, you're so passionate about what you're doing. And, you know, maybe your gut tells you we're going to have a better season this year. That's, that's what I hear you saying. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm always going to be optimistic about it, sure. I know you I know you are. I know you are. Anyway, uh, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. We'll see you very soon. Thanks, you too. Appreciate it. As I end every show, always stay safe. When you are in the outdoors, put safety first. Please always put safety first. Uh, God bless you, and we'll see you next Monday. Mississippi till I'm dead and gone, just carry on.
Mississippi Media Production.